Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to Are We There Yet? I'm Katie Gossett. And when babies first turn up, they're completely helpless. They need us to do everything for them. But sometimes, as parents, we also need help. My older one helps me just get my shoes and socks on in the morning. It's like a game of chess. You have to think and move ahead. Dressing a baby, that was difficult. um, And I didn't really want to do it because I, I ended up hurting the baby um, by trying to get their clothes on. A few years ago I worked on RNZ's Disability Issues Programme, one in five, and I learned a lot while I was doing that. But I suppose going into that experience as a parent and knowing what a chaotic business it already is, I wondered how it might be for a person with a disability approaching some of those challenging aspects of parenting. I have cerebral palsy, so it affects all my limbs and it affects my hands. I have pretty good motor control, but uh, it was things like changing their nappy was almost impossible. Often, around about now in the podcast, I like to chuck in a bit of old audio, something that illustrates how people handled this parenting issue back in the day. But when you think about parenting with a disability, it was actually quite hard to find anything, although there was this. It was a dark rainy night, the car skidded and turned over and I woke up underneath the car and I remember somebody screaming and thinking, who on earth is that screaming? And it was me. Paralympic champion Eve Rimmer. It happened in 1952 and I was 15. Uh, I loved dancing. We were actually going to a dance when the accident happened. The car crash left Eve paralysed from the waist down. It didn't stop her going on to collect 14 Paralympic medals, but one role that she wanted, but was never quite sure if she would achieve, was that of a mother. I found that I was pregnant with our first little girl, and I was really thrilled about this, and I had a normal birth, and it was the most wonderful moment of my life, in fact. But when her daughter was just a year old, Eve's husband, Cal, was struck by polio. And that's when the pair of them had to start thinking creatively. He couldn't use his arms at all, and I couldn't use my legs. So together we'd do things. And we're both fiercely independent in our own little ways. Uh, But he couldn't do buttons up, and I would be able to do this for him. But at the same time, if there were any running around jobs, he would be able to do that. And as we all know, there's plenty of running around when it comes to dealing with young children, and that's something all new parents have to grapple with. Although disability creates different challenges, it's really important to note that for many, the challenges are just the same as other parents share, who are trying in their own way, with whatever resources and life experience they have, to give their children the best opportunities to grow and develop. This is Catherine Gallagher, our clinical psychologist, on the fact that parents with disabilities, like any parents, 
sometimes need to think laterally to get things done. They have to get creative as they learn other ways to get their needs met. You know, in terms of problem solving, the obvious solution may not be possible for them. And so they're having to think outside the square. So what I did was I set up a bit of a roster in the neighbourhood and I had some mums and dads on my phone and I would uh, say, look, can you come over and do a nappy change? And then I'd flick them a box of chocolates or a bottle of wine. But then there's all the palaver of getting them from point A to point B. Remember that? Putting them in the capsule, getting the pram into the boot of the car. You can't just pick the child up and strap them in a car. So what I would do was ring up a friend and say, hey, do you fancy going uh, to the beach or to the mall? So once they became about three, and you could say, like, go to the car, don't let go of the car door, and then I'll come in and, and strap them in, and then we've got freedom. So it does take a bit of planning. And part of finding a solution that works for everyone is actually acknowledging what the limitations are. Really it's around the parent's own capacity and degree of acceptance, I think, around their own um, disability. Because it absolutely is harder. And the practical challenges and having to be creative around how we're going to meet this need does require, in a lot of cases, increased reliance on other people. And if a parent resents that or feels guilty about that or doesn't actually have the people to rely on, of course this is going to impact on how they are managing those parenting challenges. And when you first embark upon parenthood and you start thinking about all of this stuff, it can be quite daunting. So you learn that you're about to be a dad. What are your initial thoughts on it? Fear. And for me, um, I had a love-hate relationship with my disability growing up. There were parts that I really liked that shaped my character and there were parts that I detested and so my first thought was, gee, I hope my child doesn't have a disability because I don't want my child to have to go through what I went through. And so luckily for me, both my children were born physically normal. But for these kids, disability is still going to be part of their world and it can help if they understand what that means early on. Kids cope with a lot of different stuff and um, what helps them cope is the scaffolding around them. And so if, as a parent with a disability, you have limitations around what you're able to do, then the bravest thing you can do is acknowledge that in yourself and think, right, what do I need to do to resource the system so that my kids get what they need? And ironically, what that might mean is that you're taking care of yourself. And that's actually probably a really important message that all of us parents need. If we take care of ourselves, then our kids do better. My children have twigged that, yeah, Dad is different. And I just say to them, yeah, Dad's got silly legs, but don't worry about it, we can still do a lot of things. And so every now and then the kids will go, oh, it's because of your silly legs, isn't it, Dad? And I go, yeah, and we have a bit of a laugh about it and then just carry on with our day. So it actually makes them be very insightful kids. And they can be helpful kids as well. As I said at the beginning, you think about all the things we do for our children. Sometimes it's their turn to help us. And when they don't want to, I say, well, next time you want help from me, maybe I don't want to. And they learn pretty quick that life's about give and take, and I think they're great messages. Families who have lived through having to adjust to a parent with a disability can develop a closeness and also place value and prioritise things differently. 
Children can also learn how to value difference as not less than, and I'm doing that in inverted commas, and be more observant, empathetic and patient and caring with others that they come into contact with. But the problem is, of course, that not everybody's getting those lessons and empathy can be sadly lacking sometimes. And Eve Rimmer, for example, spoke out strongly about the kind of attitude she faced when she and her husband were expecting their first child. Well, I know jolly well that a lot of people, and particularly maybe his friends, thought it was a terrible thing for me to have done, to uh, lured Cal into this trap of marrying me, because what could I do for him? And I knew that feeling was there. So finally it came to the point where I said, right, well, let's face these people. Because if you already have challenges, that kind of attitude from others just becomes another thing you have to deal with. Alongside reactions of support and understanding, some may also be exposed to curiosity, sympathy and even being patronised. I think I've had one parent in here who had a physical disability who would talk about the fact that people would see them in a wheelchair and kind of talk slowly and down to them. And for this parent who, you know, had all of their mental capacity and, and, and capabilities, that idea that someone looks at me and my body that might be disabled or differently abled and assumes things about what I think and what I feel can be really challenging. But one way that people can get more used to disability and more comfortable around it is to be prepared to help out when asked. Things like going to the beach is challenging because obviously if the kids get in the water, I'm not sure if I can get in there quick enough to rescue them should something go wrong. So what I do is I survey the scene and then I come across another parent and I'll say, look, would you mind keeping an eye out for my child as well because I'm in the wheelchair. Most of the time they're like, great, yeah, no problem at all. Basically, if you're organised and you get some help, most stuff is achievable. And it pays to focus on that rather than the few things that can't be done. I can't just put them on my shoulders and walk around the house and pick them up under the arm and run with them. So you do miss some little things, but again... There are plenty of things that we do do as a family, so I try and concentrate on what I can do rather than what I can't do. The biggest thing is the parents' adjustment. If mum or dad has got their heads around this, then kids are going to get their heads around this. If we focus on the difference and what is lacking, then children warm up to that. It's really important to try and be realistic about the challenge. This is going to be tough, and your need for support will be greater. But as a parent, if you can provide your child with love, acceptance, fun, challenge, boundaries or in safety, your child's going to be okay and probably richer for the experience. Being a parent is truly life-changing for the better. You don't feel like that at first when they don't sleep and there's lots of tears and nappies and stress. But as they get older and you see them develop and the relationship you have with your children, you can't beat that. I would wish that if anyone wants to be a parent that they have all the luck in the world because it truly is life-changing. And that's the show. This podcast was produced and presented by me, Katie Gossett. Adam McCauley mixes it together and Tim Watkin is our executive producer. And thanks to Nga Taonga Sound and Vision, as always, for the archival audio. You can find the whole back catalogue of Are We There Yet on Apple Podcasts or on the RNZ podcast page. And while you're there, check out Our Changing World, a podcast about science and the environment around Aotearoa. 
and keep an ear out for our next episode when I look at raising a child with a disability. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.